Welcome to the Minivate Gang Podcast, episode 398. I'm Steve Borsch, and I'm on with Tim Elliott. Good morning. And Phil Wilson. Hola. What's going on? What? Well, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we have so many stories to talk about. It's just, uh, it's stunning. So let's let's dive in, because there was one um, thing that happened that is a little bit obscure right now. I've just seen a few um, writings about it. But a Minnesota judge signed a search warrant for personal information on anybody who Googled this guy's name who was a victim of fraud. And right. So uh, so do you think don't you think that the whoever did this, whoever perpetrated this this crime um, would take steps so that their profile, they're either using a fake profile or they're in. Or they're using a VPN or browser or something to cover their tracks. Yeah, but you're thinking far too, you know, most people don't don't think about that. They don't they take the their privacy for granted online. You know that. Come on. Anybody that uses Facebook knows that. So they're thinking, oh, nobody's going to be able to find out that I Googled somebody's name. Well, I guess they're stupid people, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. You know, look at the cyber criminals as uh, you know, and uh, you know, you know, have your average run of the mill criminal in the same light. I mean, there it's the whole different level of understanding there. So well, and yeah. so so the, here's what the crime was. The crime was uh, a, a a bank that is going nameless here in Minnesota got a call in January from uh, who they thought was this guy, Douglas, uh, who was frauded, <laughs> defrauded, and asking to wire transfer 28500 from a line of credit to another bank. I so, believe he was an Iranian prince. Too, yeah, no, uh, Nigerian. So, <laughs> to verify the transaction, the bank relied on a faxed copy of his passport. I love this. Yeah. What is this? What yeah, like I, like I couldn't that. Photoshop a, a passport. I mean, come on. But it <laughs> yeah, wasn't him. The passport was fake, and the transfer request was fraudulent. I mean, it's like seriously and so but but to have the adina police do this blanket warrant yeah um, it's a a little scary it it is scary and this guy tony webster that does a lot of uh engineering stuff and and so on and writes uh, uh a blog i mean he said hey hey look you know what if um you know during the um um the bomb the boston bombing that if you know if you bought a pressure cooker on amazon a month before that, you know, the, the, the police could could uh, do a dragnet of everybody who bought a pressure cooker and bring them in for questioning, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just ludicrous. You didn't get that call? Yeah. I got that call. I, I think that as the story, uh, the first story points out, a lot of innocent people will be ensnared in crimes yes. uh, by, by using this sort of evidence. Yeah, yeah. So this one I'm going to keep an eye on because I want to see what yeah. it ends up transpiring. Well, it seems like every story these days has something to do with how we're losing whatever privacy that we had before. Yeah, yeah. It's completely lost. Yep. Yeah. Say, by the way, Tim, would you leave your front door open so I can come in and go through your drawers? Uh, no. Oh. Right. <laughs> no, I will not. I mean, you want to protect some of your privacy? Is that what you're saying? Well, I was. I would like to have some perceived uh, privacy. That's yeah, all. Yeah. That's all. Oh, just a little bit. You know what I mean? just, hey, just Phil, you know bit. what? He doesn't yeah. want us to see his thongs. I know. Yeah. They're quite <laughs> his sexy. Underwear drawer. They're quite sexy. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, my well, so God. anyway, this was this, this right. warrant was granted. So, the you know, the barn door is kind of open on this one. Yep. But uh, we do yeah. really keep a, an eye out for, mm. uh, you know, the sort of 
invasion of privacy, obviously. Well, and I would know, say that this this uh, the credit union in Edina should should use some better ways of facts. Yeah, a little, little, little higher uh, level of security in making large, you know, transfers in yeah. accounts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. Just, just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. A couple of startup things in the news this yeah. week. Funding to things in the news. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, Real Vision. Real Vision has. Which we uh, talked about a few weeks ago. Right. The virtual reality startup uh, with uh, 3D. For real tour. estate. Yeah. For real, yeah. real yeah. tours. Yeah. Uh, landed themselves $1.3 million. Not bad. Not Good bad on them. Yep. So yeah. congratulations to those guys. So they'll continue uh, building that platform out. I'm here. And we also um, uh new video streaming service from uh, an acquaintance of ours, a friend of the show. Let's George Reese. Him. George Reese has yep. been busy with uh, Sika TV. Yep. And they debuted it just, uh, just uh, last week at uh, South by Southwest. Uh-huh. And... Um, uh, David Bagley, who had been with Dell, um, he's the former CTO at Dell, right? Or, right. or uh, well, no, not no, I no, don't no. Know if he was the former well, CTO. Yeah, but, I'm uh, trying to remember what his what his title was. Anyway, yeah. um, the Sika TV. It's interesting because you know, just just from a forty thousand foot view, I looked at it and I said, yeah, but I mean, Vimeo is kind of the go to place for independent filmmakers. Um, and then I realized, you know what? What basically what they've done is they've created a platform that is browsable like yes. Netflix or Hulu. Yes. And Vimeo is not. Vimeo right. is just no. like, hey, it's up to you to promote it. It's a, spo- it's a storage place. It's the same thing with YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yes, if this so is, I think this is an interesting play. I do too. I, lo- I looked at the uh, I looked at the interface and it's a it's a very slick interface. It's very very reminiscent of a Netflix or a Hulu or or you know yes. You know, HBO Go, that sort of a thing. So there's a, a, a fine menu of, of uh, things. Some, some, and there are, there are things out there as you just don't realize are out there that um, aggregation services like this or, or viewing services like this will help promote um, their business model. is going to be based on at least to start sharing revenue with uh, with filmmakers and, and content producers. Uh, that through, get tips uh, through a tip system, yeah. which is really, 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 really putting a lot of uh, reliance on uh, cheap Americans. But <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see I, what happens. Yeah. yeah, but it's always you know you got ten ten to fifteen percent of people will participate. Yep. So yep, you know it, it'll uh, it'll definitely uh, bring in some money. But um, but the content is good enough; they could develop it into a subscription service. You know, right. Yeah. right. Well, I think the plan is the advertising model down the line as well. Yeah. So, or they could run ads. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, yep. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. So we'll stick with that. It's nice to see. Uh, I guess you'd have to call uh, George the year serial entrepreneur. So he's still at it. He definitely is. So and then Mayo Clinic is out spending lots of money and right. investing in a few things. Pocket well, EKG. That's kind well, of interesting. And this is this company, AliveCore. Um, has the only um, frighteningly accurate EKG device that's on the market right now. And they have a a band for the Apple Watch called the Cardia Band. And um, it's not FDA approved yet, but um, it appears to be close. And in fact, I sent sent them a note saying, hey, we're going to do this story, uh, um, you know what? And I didn't hear anything back, but, but I did, um, a while back join this health e-heart study, which is done by the, um, 
um, University of California in San Francisco, and they are using the AliveCorp product. And if you participate in the study, I didn't know this in the advance, they're going to give you a free one. So I've got one on the way. And um, um, so I'm going to give it a try and see see what's up with it and so forth. And and uh, I've answered all kinds of questions in this study and that. Um, but this is, a, I think this is a really smart play by Mayo. Because if yep. you can get all of this data, I mean, it's all about data. You it know? is. And, and yep. uh, the more data you have, just, you know, then you feed it into IBM's Watson uh, for health, for healthcare. And now you can examine everything and do all these correlations and so forth. I mean, it's, it's, it's and the CEO uh, of this company is Vic Ganatra who did uh Google plus way back, you know, eight, eight years ago, whenever Google plus he's a ex Googler. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. Yep. So very good stuff. I mean, this is going to be a good one to watch. Yep. Um, so it is indeed. It is indeed. Um, we probably should have covered this story a little earlier, but uh, we, we're talking about legislation. Um, yeah, I missed it last week. Yeah. So, but uh, the fact that uh, uh, big tech companies are obviously lobbying against the right to repair legislation here in Minnesota. Yep. And for That's those, a and for those listening, just to kind of catch up, if you're not really aware, is the uh, the right to repair is is uh, right now most devices. Um, that you buy phones and tablets and even laptops now and and desktop computers uh, you can't open them up if you open them up you void the warranty right and and so you know the the device manufacturers don't want you in there fooling around uh, because then they have to support it right so i can see their side but on our side that also means that this device that we own we can't open up and make modifications to it Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just want to repair it. I, you know, I, I, I don't want to see these things go into landfills or, or to be sent to China to be taken apart for right, the, right. you know, for the metals and, and whatever. Um, you know, the, 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 uh, the argument here is that it creates an in- industry of remanufacturing and uh, refurbishing, which is a good thing. Well, it is a good thing. And it's also, uh, um, I know, uh, Two of the two of the owners of uh, some franchises here in Minnesota. This uh, cell phone repair, you know, CPR, it's called. There's mm-hmm. a store in Eden Prairie and Bloomington and somewhere else. I think there's four stores. Mm-hmm. Um, but at any rate, they're they're having all kinds of issues because it's so expensive to re- repair an iPhone because they have to jump through all these hoops. And Apple's not going to make it any easier for third party companies to be able to do it. Um, and nope, so this nope. this this you know it. <sighs> It's, it's, this is a tough one because I can see both sides. Sure you can. And, sure you can. And right. more clearly it. than normal, right? Usually I'm, I'm pretty opinionated on certain things. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys <laughs> you, are. No, too. not at all. Never <laughs> noticed. Never <laughs> noticed. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Anywho. Yeah. So what else is going so on? We'll keep an eye on that, I guess. In uh, Minnesota tech. Well, you know, I um, I did notice, you know, uh, the Chuck and Don's uh, purchase of Fetch, uh, which uh, good on the fine folks at Fetch for for um, being acquired by a by a store like Chuck and Don's, which is growing. And, and uh, I don't know if you guys do you guys uh, shop at Chuck and Don's at all. I don't know. Yeah. I don't you don't have, have pets. You don't have, have pets. pets so yes, no. yes, we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I t- I hopped on the Fetch site just to check out to see what the what the because this is obviously Fetch is a is a, an online uh, ordering uh, service yeah. through you know buying stuff from Chuck and Don's. Um, you know, it's still I I 
we buy in bulk from Chewy and uh, it's still, I mean, I, I, I compared some prices and it's still significantly more expensive to go through Chuck and Don's than it is even to go through Amazon or Chewy.com. So, well, why, the, why, why would they want to roll their own through acquisition here and not use existing Amazon.com and other online distribution? I'm not sure. No? Well, I was actually kind of surprised at that, too, um, because there, there certainly is a lot more opportunity to to um, craft exactly what you want. But, right. you know, maybe it's also getting the customers. You know, well, that, yeah, that but typically it, is it, what. Yeah. Isn't it more, I mean, you you pay additional dollars if you want the personal experience and you want to go to the store. I mean, you, if you go and buy a bag of dog food at Chuck and Don's and, and don't order it online, you pretty much say, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be uh, more money to go there, but I can take my dog there. We go walk around the people at I mean, my local Chuck and Don's know yeah. me, yeah. that sort of a thing. Um, so well, I, I but don't he, know he, why he, you would change, charge the same price online. Well, so here here's how I kind of look at, Chuck and Don's and Fetch and this whole space is that, you know, we, we go to Chuck and Don's only because there are certain things that they carry that nobody else carries in town. Yes, we could buy it online, uh, but often we, we just, we don't want to buy that much. So, you know, I don't want to buy a case, for example. So we'll just go there and pick up one or two, um, you know, different treats and so forth. Um, and so I look at Chuck and Don's as being, you know, they're kind of upscale and they're smaller shops and so on, but they're, they're sort of the Kowalski's. Uh, uh, versus Cub sort of mentality. And, okay. and Chuck and Don's is the Kowalski's to to uh, the Cub Foods Pet, Pet Smart sort of warehouse sized facility, right? Where they sort of carry a little bit of everything. Um, the only thing that I question here, because the, you know the, the the market for pet products is I don't know like three and a half billion dollars a year in the U.S. or some incredible number, and um, uh, I see millennials like crazy it's just i mean it's stunning about how they'll just have stuff delivered it's like wait what you're gonna go to a retail store mm -hmm. no just I'm, i'll buy these 10 things and just it'll show up in a box yeah but most of the time that's through amazon right it is right so it i is. i still don't see why they would uh, want to do this but maybe they've you know maybe there's a good uh a good reason for them yeah you know yep 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 I don't know what it is, but interesting well, to watch to see how it plays out. But yeah, uh, well, speaking again, of big, speaking of big box retailers, uh, Tim, where are we going on we at were. Best Buy? Yeah, they're they're collapsing some of the functions, and their head retailer and the head of e-commerce are leaving, and they're bringing up some people that were immediately below them to take on those responsibilities. So, they're Jolie is uh, streamlining the organization, and uh, it's. Uh, all driven by a new strategic plan that uh, he rolled out last week, uh -huh. probably, and, and consolidating so, salaries. So. Right, it's consolidation. It's a little yeah. eyebrow raising because the e-commerce guy uh, was actually doing a, a reasonably good job. So, yeah, yep. Well, but, the only thing I can say is is that both the online Best Buy and the brick and mortar Best Buy is in a better place from my point of view than it ever has been the the merchandising is just spot on i mean they're really carrying a nice depth of of product uh they're moving mm -hmm. into the internet of things in a big way and they've they've got a lot of different they've got a lot of depth um and so you know i i go there often it's just that <laughs> last three times i was there they didn't have 
um, smart things, motion sensors. I didn't have any open. Cl- I mean, they were out of stock, you know, so that was kind of frustrating. But hmm. uh, but but yeah, it's it's actually kind of fun to shop there again. It is, and they so. they do a lot uh, as far as matching and price. So you know, they're if you want something, it's you don't have to just wait a couple of days for it to show up through uh, through Amazon anymore. Right, right. With the price price matching. Yep, yep. Well, the last uh, story in the Minnesota yep. area. Um, was something that I actually... This is the last tech story in Minnesota. It's not really tech, though. No. Well, it really isn't tech, other than um, it impacts tech, because the better we're doing in Minnesota, you know, the more opportunity that we'll have to uh, to break out and, and start new companies and, and have more investment opportunities and, and uh, more money for investment. But um, Boing Boing, of all places, Cory Doctorow, who's the author and... Um, one of the founders of the Electronic Frontier Foundation and all of that, and and kind of a kind of a digital activist, um, wrote about this just yesterday. Wrote about the the strange case of Minnesota Governor Mark Dayton, uh, who has essentially um, made Minnesota great again. <laughs> that that thank you, uh, Mr. Trump. Yeah, that's the, very nice. The nice left, yeah, the left wing <laughs> economic miracle continues. He says. Um, that Minnesota is doing quite well. Now, the only argument that I had with this, and I know you guys have arguments too, no, no, is, no. is the um, that we just declared a $1.8 billion budget surplus. And so rather than, uh, you know, keep some of that and give some back to the, you know, by, with, with a few cuts, give some back to the people, um, Dayton came out yesterday and talked about all the places that we could spend that money. So it's like, whoa, 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 come on. You know, when I when I end up with a budget surplus, the first thing I do is say, where can I invest that or where can I save that? Rather than, hey, now I can go spend some more money, except for at the end of the year. A uh, uh, year ago, a year and a half ago, I bought a new iMac for about 4500 bucks. But I, I don't I don't buy the uh, unemployment rate. I mean, now I don't buy it nationally. I don't buy it here. Uh, I think that uh, unemployment is worse than what the government is saying it is. Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe that we are doing better than neighboring states, and that generally most states in the Midwest or, or the you know the the North. But uh, I think that things are uh, worse than what everyone's letting on. So that was my objection to it. I, I don't I don't see in my own life uh, unemployment. You know, I, I just don't see it because. If that were the case, if, if unemployment was so low, um, not only would I have people calling me back when I apply for work, but I would I would be, you know, people would seek me out. And well, I don't exactly. see any of that at well, all. Well, that's why they when they say that the U.S. unemployment rate fell to 4.9% uh, last October, um, the number of unemployed persons was almost unchanged at 7.9 million. Well, so, they, I mean, they, drop, that, they drop off people that are underemployed or that have simply this given up, right? Precisely. And if you, if you add those in and you use the same uh, ways of computing employment that they did back in the 80s, you see that we've been hovering over 20% for a number of years nationally. Right. Right. right? So there is a company out in San Francisco that runs stats like that, Shadow Stats. And I think the last time I looked, it was 23% unemployment. It had been holding there really since the uh, recession started. Yeah. So, so that is, that is, you know, that is the issue that I have 
with with these kinds of stories. Yep. I would agree. But anyway. I would agree. So, any other tech stories going on? I think there are a few. The Russians did it. Oh, the Yahoo thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, other than... It's always um, those darn Russians. Come on. Well, you know, I have to tell you that uh, um, since we support about 38 websites, um, I get to see all the stats with respect to where all the hacks are coming in from. And, oh, my God, it's 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 Russia, it's the Ukraine, it's most of the Eastern Bloc states, and um, um, and China. So... Well, it's good that they actually made some arrests or or they fingered specific people. It's not like just saying, guys, hey, the Russians two... did it, right? Right. Now they have specific people, and uh, presumably they have evidence that would convict these guys. Yes, so. yes. Igor Sushchin. Isn't he a friend of yours, Phil? A uh, personal friend of mine. Lives down the street, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and his good buddy, Dmitry Dokochev. I guess the part of this story that's that's interesting is that both these guys are FSB officers, right? Right. So they're official parts of the Russian Secret Service. Yeah. Right. The FSB is the the equivalent of the NSA. uh, Right. But they came out of the KGB, which was, of course, a Soviet organization. Mm -hmm. But um, interesting that this is a state sponsor that would steal all the, the account information from Yahoo for nefarious purposes, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Hey, did, did when you read this story, did you have any issues with the number of accounts that Yahoo has? 500 million they, accounts they compromise, but they have like 1.5 billion accounts. I'm like, what? Yahoo has that many accounts? Yeah, well, it's been around for a long time. I mean, they 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 were way before uh, Google, right? Yeah. So I I, yeah, I still have my Yahoo email that I've had since the uh, the middle nineties. Yeah. You know that was uh, my first online account. Yeah. Um, I think it was them and Hotmail were were pretty much the only ones around, and I always thought Hotmail sounded bad. So, huh. <laughs> so I went with Yahoo. Yahoo sounds better than than Hotmail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, a lot, of, a lot of places just block Hotmail, so so there's that. Well, uh, anything going on with Google? Our pals at Google yeah, uh, seem to been be busy. Well, I, I I put one story in here in this Google section about how Google Home is playing audio ads for Beauty and the Beast. So if you have a Google Home, who has a Google? You Phil, you have a Google Home, right? No, no, I don't. Or is I that you, a, Tim? Amazon. Nope, I don't have oh, one. Uh, my one my daughter and son-in-law do. Well, supposedly, you know, when you're when it's giving you the recap in the morning, it started playing this audio ad for Beauty and the Beast. It know. was a mistake, though, apparently, according to Google. Well, that's what they said. That, sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, my my uh, Echo device, uh, this malfunctioned this morning for no apparent reason. I had to unplug it and plug it back in. What did it do? It started to play a podcast. Well, interesting. Huh. You couldn't get yeah. it to stop? No, I said stop, and then it kept going on, and you know it would go off, and then on and off and on. So I'd unplug it and plug it back in. Huh. So I don't know. There's something was up with that, but damn maybe, it, Alexa. <laughs> maybe maybe the same kind of thing was happening here, but I, I doubt it. I mean, Beauty and the Beast is a big rollout. It make, makes complete sense that they had an ad, and they this they they were testing it just to see what people would say. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. And the people said, "Hey, huh. I didn't buy this thing to listen to ads." Right. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. 
The other story, though, that's uh, Google related is this uh, effort to come up with uh, ways to flag uh, what they consider to be offensive, offensive content, which uh, could go down a slippery slope the wrong yep. way and could be yep. used to, you know, to edit things, you know, if, if they don't like per personal, um, you know, some politic political things, they could certainly block that. Um, so this is some, something to keep an eye on. It's definitely, uh, I think, could be abused. Yes, easily. But it's also, you know, keep in mind, it's just a flag. It's not a block. So, well, right. did, well and I did not know until I read this story, believe it or not, that um, Google has an army of quality raters, over 10,000 people around the world that Google uses to evaluate search results. Interesting. Now, I did not know that that actually occurred. So they can they can have a person you know who's a raider uh, mark a particular search result as low quality, um, and and so I did not know that there was enough. I, I, this brings me back to a friend of mine who's a who's a, a conservative GOP or, and um, and he was up in Brainerd, and he and I always wanted to be on the radio. And we always kind of goofed around and did stuff and and so on. And um, um, he got a job at this big deal AM station in Brainerd and he, he, but they put him on at like, you know, 1030 at night. So he, he did that on the weekends and I uh, did, he did only did it for like four or five months cause it was too exhausting. But, um, when, when the, um, Gore Bush race was occurring, he would say, yeah, all these stories were coming in off the newswire. So I just throw away the Gore ones. And just read the Bush ones. And if there were any negative Bush ones, I'd throw those away too. <laughs> Stuff that came off the wire. So he was doing all of this editing himself. And, yeah, yeah. and, and so, you know, it, it's, it was funny at the time because it's like, who, who cares? Because who's listening to him at, you know, two in the morning? Yeah, I was um, going to say, uh, <laughs> you know, saying a term like big deal AM station in Brainerd. It's yeah, like, how can you yeah. how can you have a big deal AM station in Brainerd? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean for the Brainerd area, Brainerd sure. Lakes area, sure. but um, anyway, the point is is that when you've got human filters, I mean, obviously the reason they have ten thousand of them is so that you can you can uh, um, get a, get a lot of data and get different opinions. But um, um, still, there's there's all kinds of opportunity for abuse. Anyway, so. Um, I have Chrome 57 now, and Chrome yes. 57, uh, there's a story here about will throttle background tabs to save energy, which is a big deal if, on your laptop. It is a very big deal because we've always talked about the Google, the, the Google workers that are always, you know, maintaining tabs in the background are just a, a, a memory suck for any computer. So right. the fact that they're going to throttle these back is probably a good idea. Yeah. Yep. I sit and I look at, you know, some of our developers that are that are working and they'll have, oh, easily 70, 80 tabs open. And I'm thinking, my God, this has got to be killer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. Wow. Okay. So, anyway. So you, you guys going to use our, Alexa on your iPhone? Probably not. No, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Okay. That's the only reason I put this thing, because I have Alexa on both the Kindle Fire and uh, on my uh Android phone and I never use it there. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I have it for, I, I have it so we can eavesdrop on my house. Not, not because I want it on my phone. <laughs> well, I will tell you though that, that, so I, I do stuff like dictate uh, text messages 
because I'm either walking somewhere, I'm in the car, whatever, and I'm, I'm so I just dictate the message because I'm not going to type it. And um, um, did I just say that about being in the car? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When the car is parked. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> right. You're never driving while you. No, never. No, never. So down in the uh, down in the home dock on my on my iPhone, I have the Google search app, and so I can just dictate into that, and I do that both on my iPhone and iPad because it's far superior than than uh, um, you know doing a Siri search. In fact, I hardly use Siri at all. So when I'm navigating, I use Google Maps, and I can I can dictate into that easily. And just it, it, it's its recognition is so superior. It's got to be 40 or 50% better than Siri. And right. I've had the same experience with Alexa, although um, we were at my daughter's and she's got a couple of echoes in, in, in her place. And so we were playing around with it and I was trying different stuff and it was pretty doggone good. It's not good for asking um, queries or doing, doing queries. Um, yeah, but like turning on lights. She's yeah, got no, all her, all her lights hooked up and so it's on. great for that. It's great for timers while you're cooking. It's great to catch up on news, play podcasts even. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, for I find that Google Home is much better just to have ask random questions. Yeah. You know, the results are better. And it probably has something to do with the way that Alexa, you have to ask questions in a certain syntax and then it's using Bing. It's not using uh, uh, Google. Yeah, for the, right. For the results. Yeah, right. So. Well, pretty amazing, Anywho. amazing stuff. Anywho. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we uh, talk uh, cool thing of the week, guys? Or you want to? Yeah, uh, let's. Let, little, okay. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, I want to start with Tim because Tim's is very cool. Yeah. So this is called Vistabule, and it's a teardrop trailer which is made right here in St. Paul. Oh, um, it is. Yeah, that's why I did it. I was randomly looking. Uh, one of my interests is, is these kind of trailers. Uh, we, we we are campers, but we're tent campers, and I'd like to actually graduate to a trailer, but I don't want to have to buy a huge truck and right. a huge trailer, right? Because it's only two of us. Right. So these teardrop tra- trailers are quite attractive because they're small. They could be towed with, uh, you know, reasonably sized uh, uh, trucks or, like or SUVs yeah, or cars even. Um, and, uh, this one has, uh, as the name might suggest a huge window that you're able to look out and, um, you know, it's, it's made for two people. Um, I, th- these are, you know, reasonably expensive, but you know, they're well appointed and they have, uh, like other teardrop trailers, um, in the back, they have a full galley, which you, you know, Put it up, and you're you are able to cook back there and prepare food and whatnot. Yeah, it's sort of a it's sort of a combination indoor outdoor sort of a thing because you can get a yeah. you know get a tent extension for it and that sort of thing. So you're actually you know, uh, but I I love this and I've I've been kind of keeping my eye on this sort of thing too, simply because I I think that's a really very cool. Uh, Eighteen thousand dollars, a bit, yeah, a, a, bit ba- price, a bit pricey, the, but if you base, yeah, that's the base. Yeah, if you look, if you look into these, you'll find that most of them are between twelve and fifteen thousand, just to start. And this one looks like it's very well done. And, well, and, the, and other, you're, the other thing you know, you're supporting um, um, Minnesota labor as well, right? Right. But, I, so but I, would, I would guess though that um, that this would qualify for the um, second home deduction, just like a it boat would. or a. Or an S or a RV, right? it would maybe. Yeah. I, don't know. I would think it would. Huh. I would think it would because some, some, some thought about that. Yeah, like the well, there's Air- another good reason. Yeah, yeah, like if you were to go buy an Airstream, for example, 
Um, yeah, those, that, are, those are those are like fifty grand though, sixty grand. Oh yeah, but the, but but my point though is is that that's a pull trailer, and that qualifies for the uh, the second home tax deduction. Yeah, I don't. So, I mean, this is this is effectively the same kind of thing. Well, when I when when I saw this in here, I mean, you put this in here, uh, I don't a day or two ago, in the yeah. show notes. Yeah, when I, put I saw it this about a week ago when I saw it. Yeah, so I I saw this and I clicked on it and I first thing I saw was the the Prius pulling the trailer, which of course you know you never never pull a trailer with a Prius because they're just not designed for that. So it's obviously optimized for that. But but I also looked at this and thought. This would be freaking awesome for when I go on my photo adventures in the summer. Yeah, it would. It would. And then it I would. looked at then I looked at the price. That's kind of how my head went. Not, not I looked at the price all. and I went, you know, I could stay at the finest resort in the <laughs> for like fifteen years in a row and pay less. <laughs> you know? Oh come on! Yes, but you wouldn't have the adventure of parking and camping, and you know, of course, yeah, of on, course, and then being nervous about you know somebody coming in the middle of the night and. With a gun and yeah, that big vestibule sort of, or that you know, the vista yeah. window thing is a little creepy, though. You know, how do you, <laughs> so, that's right. Let's go look in on this thing. That's right, Phil. How much, uh, man? Uh, you know, it, it, it was one of those weeks that I just, I just thought I'd talk about one of the services I, I started using um, for shopping, which was uh, Bonobos, which is. Uh, huh. It's an online place, but Bonobos has a uh, what they call a guide shop here in Minneapolis on the North Loop, and and I actually I actually was able to walk into the building that used to be Sex World without having to wear a trench coat, so it was really good. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that's where their location is in that new Washington building, uh, and uh, the guide shop is simply you go in, you try on the sizes that you want, and you order it from there, and it's delivered from to your home. Nice. So uh, I really I, I enjoyed the experience. I thought they did a really good job. I'm hopeful that they will continue, and I'm looking forward to their new line of tall clothing when they uh, roll that out in May. So. Very nice. Hmm. I liked right. it. It was fun. Cool. Well, so, Steve. So mine is a, uh, it's called the Epson Fast Photo. You alluded to this the other day or yeah. uh, the other week that you were using this. Yep, and I wanted to put it down as my cool thing because I've been doing, I've been using it for documents as well. So for those listening, what, what this is, and we'll have a link in the show notes, um, it, it, when they say it's a high-speed photo scanning system, holy buckets, is it It really ever. is. Um, I, I, if I alluded to this before, my, my three sisters came over. We took all of the photos out of boxes from my dad's house, and there were t- like 2,260 photos. Wow. And my sisters organized them and you know would dust them off with a microfiber cloth and put them in stacks relatively in chronological order, and then I would scan them. Well, if I were to do it the old way, which is put them on a flatbed and do all mm-hmm. that, there were I had added it up at one point. There were 52 eight-hour days. Um, and so I thought, well, someday I'll retire and I'll scan all the photos in, right? I mean, that's kind of how I looked at it. We scanned 2,260 photos in a Saturday afternoon. Nice. It was so unbelievable. And I've been using it for documents now. Um, and it's not cheap. It's $649. Um, I, you can get it for about 20 bucks less if you really search around, but pretty much everybody's got it for the same price. Um, but it has, I mean, I am so blown away with it. Of course, now that I've scanned all these things in. Yeah. What are you doing like, now? Hey, I need more photos to scan. What the heck? So <laughs> well, you could start, start up your own little side business. There right? you go. No, no please. I, I scan your pictures. Yeah, there you go. Dot com. 
Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. 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 It could yeah. be Steve scans your pictures dot com. It'll be Steve scan. It'll be Steve scan. There you go. Steve scan. There you go. Yeah. I like that idea. No, that's like the last thing in the world I'd want. Is it like do. a second? Really? Like it says? It takes a second to scan these things. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. and you put it. You, you know, you got to. You got to. You got to put the photos in the same goes, relative size. Um, and and you and they say you should put in thirty at a time. I was able to sometimes squeak sneak it up to thirty five or forty. Um, and you, you put them in the thing and a little, it's just, and it scans at 600 DPI, which isn't bad. Well, and there's different Epson software that you can download. Um, because I have some smaller photos that I put in, um, and I scan them at 1200 DPI. Wow. And, um, and so that way you can blow them up, right. And you've got them in at higher resolution. So it was, you know, yes, I could do a better job with the flatbed scanner. But I mean, come on! You could. Some of these are old, you know. I mean, even yeah. old Polaroids, um, and so it. It. Uh, I. But I am so blown away because now all that work is done. Now, of course, now I have to organize everything, put it, and then I got to put them in, on uh, portable drives for everybody. And that'll you know, teach you to make work for yourself. Yeah, I know. But it's it's great go. because now it's it's all those photos are done. It's incredible. That is a cool thing. Yeah, it's a very cool thing. Uh, what what's uh, coming up as far as events? We've got uh, let's see. I think s- the some of the bigger ones. Mini bar coming up on the twenty fifth. Yeah, that'll uh, be a good we one. Have, uh, I, I put in beta mn, which is set for the thirtieth of March at at the machine oh. shop. I I've never been to the machine shop. You guys know familiar with this place at all? No, I've never no. been there either. Okay, uh, yeah. say one quick thing. Uh, yeah, anybody that is looking for tickets to mini bar. The next ticket release is March 20th, which is Monday. That's right. Right. Um, so if you're listening to this Tuesday, <laughs> good luck. Because uh, anyway, <laughs> they'll be gone. But anyway, then the right. IoT Fuse Conference, uh, April yep. 21st. Yep. And then it's the going to be a good event. So we'll website there. challenge. All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. So, and uh, I'm sure something will come up between now and next Saturday. So we'll talk about it next week on the Minivate Gang Podcast. Have a good week. Take care.